stand. Let's all stand tonight. I want to preach a few minutes. I got a burden on my heart, but I don't want to. I appreciate all the testimonies. And I want to say this don't let the testimonies die. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Every testimony has been a blessing. And uh, don't let that die in this church. And, uh, you know, every service is not the same. But uh, I tell you, there's something wrong when we go service after service after service and nobody has anything to say. And I'm not fussing. I'm not saying it's that way. I don't think it is. But uh, there's a lot of things I fear if I could use that word in the right context, uh, seeing in other places. And uh, while it's still here, let's strengthen that. Amen. And you don't have to say a whole lot, and I'm not against people that do, you know that. I'm just saying some people don't testify because they think, well, I can't say a whole lot. You don't have to say a whole lot. Just get up and say, I'm glad I'm saved if you're saved. Say, I'm glad I'm not going to hell. And uh, I want to thank the Lord for being good to me, just something. And uh, you'll be surprised what God will do for you if you just worship. All you boys, I'm deputizing all of y'all. Start saying amen, all right? And uh, just get with it. And say amen. And uh, everybody, the Bible says two times in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, in the book of Deuteronomy, in the book of Psalms, it says, and let all the people say amen. amen. And we need the amens. We need the hallelujahs. Uh, we need to praise the Lord's amen. It's, it's, it's important. And um, I'm not reading Psalms 51, uh, the entire psalm, because Brother Fleur preached on it last week, and I preached on it back in January sometime uh, the 1st of January and started not to preach Psalms 51. I preached Psalms 50 Sunday morning and uh, started to go right on over to Psalms 52. But the latter part of Psalms 51 is a part of the psalm that we seldom deal with. And there's a reason for that, not that all the Word of God is important. And so I just want to read the latter part of Psalms 51, beginning in verse number 13, and preach a few minutes tonight, the Lord being our helper. The Bible said, Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltlessness. O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then, thou, then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then shall they offer bullocks upon Thy altar. Father, bless the reading of thy word these next few moments. Speak to our hearts, and may you be glorified in all that will be said and done. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated tonight. We're familiar with Psalms chapter 51, and we know that in this psalm, as the preacher mentioned last week, that this is a song of repentance. And I'll tell you, if there's anything that Brother Fleur said about this psalm that really caught my attention, it was the humility of David to be able to take a psalm that dealt with David's sin and put it into a song, a public song, for all to sing. I think part of that would be because the sin of David was a public sin, so therefore David made not only a, a 
personal confession, but he took and put it in a song and made it a public uh, confession. And so that's evidence tonight that when a person truly gets right with God, uh, that the only shame that they have is over their sin, but they're not ashamed to confess that they have done wrong. And we see this in Psalms chapter 51. In verses one through six, we see David's confession as David uh, talks about in verse number one and two that he is very sinful. As he says, blot out my transgression. He said, wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is ever before me. So David uh, says in this confession here that I'm very sinful. He says, I'm very sorry. As he said, I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is ever before me. He said in verse four, against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. You know, when people get right with God, uh, they're very sorry for the sin that they have committed for what it has done to their lives and what it is uh, their life and what it has done to those around them. And that's where David is at in this Psalm here. He says in verse number five that he was born in sin. As he said, in sin did my mother conceive me. And he says in verse number six that he was blinded by sin. As he said, behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts and in the hidden parts, thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Now note this tonight, that whenever God deals with us about our sin, he's gonna deal with our heart. Isn't that right? He's gonna deal with the inward part. Just because somebody looks like they're having a ball on the outside, it does not reflect what God may be doing to them on the inside. Now, eventually uh, the pleasures of sin will fade, and certainly it did in the life of David. But what David knew in these first six verses here is that David is not covering his sin, he is not condoning his sin, he is not celebrating his sin, but David is confessing his sin. Now, friend, if you want to have victory in your life, then you've got to confess your sin, and I've got to confess my sin up before God. And so David's confession. And then in verse number seven down to verse number 12 here, we see David's cleansing, amen? Because David come clean with God, now God will cleanse David. And David, as he is pouring out his heart in verse number seven and asking God to cleanse him, I want you to notice what he wants to be cleansed from. He wants to be cleansed in verse seven from sin's defilement. As he said, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. He wants to be cleansed from sin's deafness. As he said, make me to hear joy and gladness. You know what sin will do? It'll dull your hearing toward God. Amen. And the further you get out into sin, the harder it is to hear the voice of God. Amen. That's why when people get out in sin, they say, well, I don't see anything wrong with this. And they'll even get to a point where they say, well, you know, God really doesn't speak to me about that. It's not that God's not speaking. It's that they've turned a deaf ear and they've turned a blinded eye to their sin. And so therefore they don't hear the voice of God. And David wants to be free from that deafness. He wants to be free from the disgrace. In verse number nine, he said, hide thy face from my sin and blot out all mine iniquity. I'm gonna tell you what sin will bring in all of our life, no matter who we are tonight, sin always brings shame, amen. I'm gonna tell you, we're living in a generation that is not ashamed of their sin. 
Brother, they'll parade their sin down the streets. They'll, they'll parade their sin before others. They're proud of their sin. I'm telling you, listen, that crowd will never get anywhere with God. But with David in this text here, he got ashamed of himself. He got ashamed of his sin. And friend, before you and I can ever get help, we got to get ashamed of our sin. Amen. He said, God, would you deliver me? Would you cleanse me from the disgrace of sin? Would you cleanse me from the damage of sin? In verse number 10, he said, created me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. You see, sin changes the individual. And it doesn't change them from the outside in. It changes them from the inside out. Long before people start doing sin on the outward, it's already taken root inward. And David said, God, put a right spirit within me. Your spirit will change whenever sin and my spirit will change when we allow sin into our life. And then he says here, God, would you uh, cleanse me and let me be free from the doom of sin? Verse 11, he said, cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Now hear me tonight. Whenever someone gets out into sin, if ever you and I get out into sin. What happens is uh, we walk away from the presence of God. Amen. I know that we don't lose our salvation, but our fellowship with God has been broken. I do not believe people that are living in sin that tries to convince me that they're walking with God. Brother, we're living in a day when people live in sin and they'll sit on a church pew and they'll nod their head and smile and say amen while you're preaching. Now, y'all forgive me tonight. There's a water bottle right here. I don't think nobody here is doing it tonight, but y'all forgive me because when somebody does that, I just want to take this water bottle and go, you know. I know y'all are more spiritual than I am. But I just want to say, hey, dummy, I'm talking to you. You know what that is? It's a cover-up, amen? Now, y'all say amen. I hung with y'all while you testified. Hang with me while I'm preaching, amen. I'm just simply saying this tonight, friend, uh, uh, that whenever people sin, uh, they get out into sin, uh, and the Spirit of God, uh, their fellowship is broken, but how easy. They'll go right on to church, and they'll sing, and they'll worship, and they'll raise their hand, and they'll act as if nothing is going on. You may fool a lot of people, but you cannot fool God, amen. Uh, God knows tonight, and so here, uh, he wants to be free from that. He wants God's presence back in his life. And and David says, I want to, in verse 12, I want to be free from the depression and the defeat of sin. As he says, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. I'm going to tell you something. When you're right with God, you're happy. Amen. When you're right with God, now their discouragement may come in our life, uh, but he knows how to give us a song in the night. Uh, He knows how to give us joy in the midst of sorrow. Uh, But whenever you let sin in your life, the first thing that goes is your joy. Amen. Now people that live in sin continually and have joy or they have happiness should I say. There's only one thing conclusion you can draw from that and that is they're not saved. No backslider is happy living in sin. Sin doesn't bring anything good in our life. You and I cannot say well 
sin is going to bring, sin doesn't bring anything good. The wages of sin is death. Now, here's the message, and I'll give you these thoughts tonight and be through. When you get to verse number 13, David has, here's his confession, there's his cleansing, and now there's David's consecration throughout the rest of this psalm. What happens, David says, because he said then, notice that word then, and only then. David said, now I've confessed it, I've asked God for a cleansing, and now some things can happen in my life. Now I want to tell you, friend, when we confess our sins, the Bible said he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. When we confess our sins, God will cleanse us up, and then things begin to change in our life. You see what the end of Psalm 51 is. It's victory over sin that's been dealt with in David's life. I want to give you these four things and be done tonight. Notice here what David finds uh, because he has dealt with his sin. Because David has confessed his sin and come clean with God and God has cleansed him, now his witness in verse number 13 can be right. He said, then will I teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Can I tell you tonight, you can't witness to nobody effectively. You can't help nobody effectively if you are living in sin. Amen. The pastor I was preaching with for this uh, past week, he told me, he said, he gave this illustration. He said, I was witnessing to a man uh, who was uh, uh, who used to come to church but said he got out and he got to drinking and I was trying to help him and try to get him back in church and he was trying to tell me that well if I go to this church down here I can go to church down here and drink and nobody says anything about my drinking and I can still work in the church and still be active in the church but when I come here I feel condemned well it's not the church making you feel condemned amen it's the word of God making you feel condemned and like somebody said testifying a while ago uh, they, some, a lot of people say well I'm not going back down there because them people make me feel terrible. It's not the people that makes you feel terrible. It's the power of God that convicts you and the word of God that deals with your heart. Uh, There's a long list of people that have said that about every church where the presence of God dwells. Uh, But he was telling this brother, he said, now sir, he said, I want to tell you something. He said, uh, listen, he said, you cannot drink alcohol and be right with God. He said, I'm going to tell you, he said, I beg to differ. He said, I can go down to the bar and I can sit down with a man and I can have a, a drink of beer and I can witness to that that man. You know what he told him, Brother Laddie? He said, well, you may witness to him, but he said, your witness will absolutely do no good if you're sitting there drinking and partaking in his sin. I say amen to that tonight. I'm telling you, friend, listen, if you're going to be a witness, uh, then you need to live a clean life. Uh, you don't got to live perfect. You can't live perfect. You can't live blameless uh, but my or sinless. You can't live blameless. Uh, you can't live sinless. You can't live perfect, but you ought to, we ought to be blameless and we ought to be right with God and we ought to have a testimony that's above reproach uh, that when we witness to people God would honor that witness and he would bless it hallelujah David said I got to get right with God because I can't teach transgressors their ways and sinners will never be converted you know I think one of the reasons it's not the only reason but I think one of the reasons sinners brother Blake are not being saved today like they used to is because the church lacks the power amen that's not the only reason but you know tonight the cleaner the church gets the more God's going to work and move 
That's what he's doing in this month of January and it may go on into February. Who knows? Uh, but I think he's trying to get us as clean as we'll let him get us clean so that his power can flow through us and work through our church. Uh, could be one of the greatest years of our life. But I'm telling you, David said here that whenever you confess your sins and you come clean and you get right with God, then your witness will be right. Then he says in verse number 14 and 15, he said, your worship will be right. He said, deliver me from blood guiltness, O God, thou God of my salvation. Now watch this. And he said, it my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. I'm gonna tell you tonight, when people get right with God and they get sin out of their life, their worship will get right, amen? And when they got sin in their life, their worship cannot be right. Brother, if you wanna live free and if you wanna go to church and if you're not just at church, but if you wanna be able to worship God on a daily basis, then keep short accounts with God and keep the sin out of your life, amen. I think that's why we have to beg for amens and testimonies. His people are just not, I'm not, I'm not being, I mean, I'm just being honest today. People don't have the thirst and hunger for God like they used to. Brother, I'm going to tell you something tonight. I, I got a lot of things wrong in my life, and I'm not letting somebody rob me of my worship if I can help it. Amen? I don't care which preacher is preaching. If he's preaching the word of God, I'm going to say amen. I'm not going to follow the personalities, and I'm not going to follow the celebrity preachers. I, I'm just going to stick with the old black back book. Amen? I'm not going to look across the aisle to see if that person is amen and get, and get my little cue to say amen. I'm not going to look around and say, well, you know, they're not saying amen right now, so I reckon I better not say amen. No, I'm telling you something. Listen, worship is independent. If I got to do my own preaching and my own amen, and I'll just do it till the end, amen. I'm just simply saying this, friend, worship ought to come out of a heart of sincerity and not based on the circumstances of our life. You say, preacher, you say it all the time, say amen, because I've seen enough dead churches. Isn't that right, Jonathan? Say amen. That's right, that's pretty good. You're working on it. You know what? Listen, I've seen enough dead churches. Brother, I'm telling you, when sin gets in a church, it'll lock a church down. You can have pretty singing. You can have a big crowd. I'm telling you, I mean, they just sometimes, and that's where we're at right now. I wish, I, I, the other day I was thinking, Lord, let me preach on Calvary. I'd just like to preach on Calvary. I'd like to, but God said, you're going to preach on Calvary later, and you're going to preach on hell later. But right now, you're going to preach on sin because I want the church to be clean. I want you to be clean. Talking about me. He said, I want everything to get cleaned up. I'm telling you, friend, if that's what God wants, and we preached on sin 52 Sundays, I just say amen because it's still the truth. Even in 2019, on a Wednesday night when it's cold outside, I'm glad I'm in a church. I'm glad, thank God, you can still hear preaching on sin in 2019, amen. I don't care if it nails my sin or if it nails your sin. I'm telling you like Brother Laddie said a while ago, preaching has preached me under conviction. It's preached me down an aisle. It's preached me under an altar. But thank God it's never preached me out the door. I'd rather go to a church where a man of God will stand up and take the old black back book and call sin by name. Friend, we need some preaching on sin in these last days. Yep, man. And the only people that gets mad are the people that are guilty. I don't think that would happen here tonight, but just in case. Don't come to me after the service with a chapter and verse and try to talk to me about anything contrary to what I've said. Because I'm going to take you right back to Psalm 51. Is that right tonight? Brother, I'm telling you, 
when you get sin out of your life, your worship is pride. Man, I'm telling you, singing will bless your soul when you get sin out of your life. Preaching will help you when you get sin out of your life. And I'm telling you, if you worship and you get into sin, everybody's going to know it. Because you'll quit worshiping. If you ever start saying amen, you know what that means? I probably shouldn't say this, Brother Danny. It means if you ever start, you can't quit. Amen. Because if you quit, we'll all know you're guilty. I've been in them services. Boy, you preach, and, and I mean, you as a preacher, and everybody's a staying with you, and everybody, and boy, you'd hit. I mean, I remember one night I hit something in a, in a church, and I'm telling you, I was preaching, but in my mind, I was re, kind of playing rewind while I was preaching, thinking, Lord, what did I just say that really ticked this crowd off because everybody quit saying amen? I said, God, what did I say? Please remind me so I can say it one more time. Amen. That's where we live at today, ain't it? David said, I want my worship, I want my witness to be right. He said, David said that whenever you confess your sin and come clean, not only is your witness and your worship right, but look at verse number 16 and 17. He said, your will will be right. He said for verse number 16, for thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are this, a broken spirit. A broken and contrite spirit, a contrite heart, O God, thou will not despise. You know what happened to David in these two verses? God broke his will. And I'm going to tell you something tonight. Before anybody ever gets right with God, our will has to be broken. A rebel is not always a man running down the road on a motorcycle with a, you know, with long hair and a helmet and, a, and all tattooed up. There's a lot of religious rebels tonight. Saved rebels as much as lost rebels. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. We're never more like the devil than when we rebel against the word of God. Brother Florida was preaching last week. I cannot tell you the times the Holy Spirit rugged my heart out over messages that I needed. I said, thank you, God. I needed to hear that. Thank you, Lord. It's not my will, but thine be done. We live in such a self-centered society. When David got Bathsheba and killed Uriah and committed adultery, that was what David wanted. But when David got right with God in Psalms 51, it wasn't David didn't want what David wanted. David said, God, I want what you want. And I want to tell you something tonight. That's where we got to stay in our life. You young people hear me tonight. Always want what God wants. Amen. Let your wants be his wants. Your desires be his. The Bible said, delight thyself in the Lord. And, thou, and the Bible says, he'll give thee the desires of your heart. You know, if you delight yourself in God, you'll have the right desires. Those desires will never be worldly. They'll never be anything wicked. They'll, they'll always be desires that that are in tune with him and God will give them to you tonight. Same you want God to use your life. Delight yourself in the Lord. He'll use you. He'll take you landing and he'll use you if you delight yourself in the Lord. But the day comes in all of our life and it's not just teenagers. It comes many times. There comes testings in our life. Times to see if who's really going to sit on the throne. Will it be self 
or will it be the Savior? And tonight, if you want victory in your life, confess. Ask God for a cleansing. I'll tell you what will happen. Your witness will be right. Your worship will be right. Your will will be right. And those last two verses, your wants will be right. You know, I saw where David said in Psalms 51 here what he wanted. Look at that last verse. I'll give it to you and I'm done. Look what David said in verse number, it's in verse number 18. Do good in thy good pleasure. Notice this, unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. You know what David wanted? He wanted Jerusalem to be blessed. You know, tonight when you get right with God, you're just like Brother Laddie or, and Brother Barnes said there a while ago, you're a church man. You want God to bless the church. How many of y'all want God to bless the church? I'm going to tell you tonight, I'd rather have a good church to go to as a big old nice fancy house to live in. I mean that tonight. Nothing wrong with having a fancy house if God gives you one. But I'm going to tell you something. It's like Brother Danny said, that's just, that ain't nothing but mortar and sticks and, and everything else. But to have a church to go to. Y'all mean people didn't get the privilege to have what we have tonight. A good one hour service, the presence of God singing, young people testifying and preaching. I mean, people don't have that. We're blessed, aren't we? We're blessed.